Hello and welcome to Sifting Through the Shit. I'm your host, KT. Today's date is September 11th, 2021. 20 years ago today, that event happened. And I'm going to say for probably, oh, first 18, maybe 19 years after, I always believed, no, you know, these conspiracy theories, I, our government would not have done that to our own people on our own land. You know, the metal doesn't burn, blah, blah. Because I'm telling you, jet fuel, fuel burns at a higher um, temperature than regular fuel. To me, it was believable that the temperature inside that building after that jet fuel had spilled in there and caught fire would have been enough to weaken the tensile strength of the steel at that point. But now that I'm a little more awake, tin hat on I'm not so sure anymore so God rest the souls that lost their lives that day God bless the souls that helped save other lives may God have mercy on the rest of them somber day today. Anyhow, let's get on with the groundbreaking uh, discovery in the state of Ohio. Section 1, Article 1, or Article 1, Section 1, I don't remember how it's spelled out. In the Ohio Constitution, it's very interesting and I compel you to look it up. After you've looked it up and you've read the language and you understand how it is uh, applicable to everything going on today, I implore you to look at your own state's constitution to see if there's similar language. It's since been discovered that the state of Kentucky has similar language. I would suspect that maybe even the state of Michigan does because our House and Congress are more um, Republican than Democrat even though oftentimes our overall state elected seats such as Secretary of State, Attorney General, and Governors go back and forth between Republican and Democrat. <coughs> overall, Michigan is a red state. The language, and unfortunately I'm driving right now so I can't read it precisely, but more or less says that any entity, federal, state, local, employer, anybody is not allowed to compel you to partake in any medical system. Now what would that include? That would include being compelled to wear a fucking face mask, being compelled to have a fucking vaccine to keep your job. Right now there's a law case 
being implemented in the state of Cal or, uh, Ohio directly to the Ohio State Supreme Court asking that the governor force the Attorney General to uphold the Constitution in which they swore to uphold against all enemies, foreign and domestic. This is huge. Ohio is going to be in the news for the next couple weeks, I damn well guarantee it. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they're going to keep this under wraps until the Ohio legislature goes in there and adds a clause that says, with the exception of a pandemic. In which case, if they do that, shit's going to get ugly. I'm just telling you. I have somebody that I know who is a paralegal that I've asked to scour our Michigan um, Constitution to see if there's any such language in there like that. If there is, I will be immediately filing a, well, shit, I can't. I don't have standing. I'm self-employed. My customer can tell me, you got to have a vax to come in my building. And I still don't have standing because... I don't have a contract with this customer. Basically, they can terminate my employment with them, or my our relationship at any point for any reason. We don't have a contract. They can just say, you know, we don't know, we no longer need your services. You're done. So I have no standing. I have no kids in school. I have no kids. But I do have a group that I've become recently acquainted with of parents in my local school district and we are fighting like hell to get this mask uh, mandate lifted. In fact, I purchased a device that measures oxygen inside the mask. And the point that I made with this is that Facebook has, people have been posting uh, videos of this device being used on Facebook. And, you know, it gets flagged with this is false or partially false or misleading and blah, blah, blah. So I read why. And it said because the device only measures low oxygen on the exhale, but you breathe in fresh air. And they are correct because the first test that I did, it did exactly that. It went up, it beeped when the... Um, when I was exhaling, and then it stopped beeping when I would inhale. But, here's the thing. Anywhere you read online, they say the most effective means of that mask is to have it tight to your face to keep the virus out. So, what I did is I took duct tape and I put it all around the outside of that mask. Then I shaved off my facial hair. I haven't seen my chin in years, all three of them. And I stuck that tube in there because I knew for fact that that mask could not evacuate my exhaled air fast enough to keep the inhalation at a level that is safe. And within seconds of me putting the mask on and turning the device on, it started beeping. And as time went on, it beeped more and more and more consistently. And it got to the point where it was beeping more than when I was, um, that it could keep up with, with my inhalation of the fresh air. Why? 
because when you don't have duct tape and that mask completely on your face, yes, you're breathing in more fresh air. But where's that air coming from? The path of least resistance around your nose, around the sides, anywhere where there's a gap in that mask. These masks are completely ineffective and a waste of time and money. And if you look on the side of every box of those, there's a disclaimer that says this does not protect against viruses. I often hear people say, well, would you want somebody operating in you if, if they uh, didn't have a mask on? Hell no, because while you're speaking, you have shit flying out of your mouth, big globs of spit. Everybody does at some point. But they're hovering over you with your body open. There's a huge difference between spit going from your mouth directly into my body directly versus somebody just talking to me from six foot away. I have no problem with social distancing. In fact, when I go into um, little markets and whatnot, I try to give people their space. Where was I just yesterday waiting to get in somewhere? Oh, a restaurant. No, that wasn't it. Anyhow, I was waiting in line and I gave the person in front of me a good six feet. Somebody came in behind me. Now there's probably only eight feet between the cashier and the door. So I moved my spacing up by about four feet. The point is, the masks are ineffective. Now, I had a question posed to me on one of my podcasts I listened to. We sit here and we bitch about, you know, the way things are and how we don't like it. And I swear on all that is holy, sometimes God touches me on the top of the head and inspires me because when I need to be, I can be very diplomatic and speak very eloquently. But for the most part, yeah, I'm the guy that comes, I'm the bull in the china shop. I'm the guy that comes in with a baseball bat and starts breaking shit until I get my way. Because I have low tolerance for bullshit. But the question posed is, you know, people keep saying, I just want things to go back to normal. Normal, I just want normal. I don't want normal. I don't want what we knew as normal. I don't want to have to wait two hours to get on a flight and walk through a machine that scans my naked body and take my shoes off. You know what I want? More than anything in the world, I want people to experience what I imagine as being peace, prosperity, and freedom for all. I want some guy in South Africa to grab a branch off a tree that only grows in South Africa and paste a couple of Google eyes on it and call it the Tree Branch Buddy and sell the shit out of it on eBay. I want somebody in, I don't know, Pakistan to come up with something, I, I don't care what make a fortune off of his idea and not have 
Oh, here's a better one. I want somebody in China to come up with the world's greatest app that every person who has a cell phone downloads and he gets five cents each for it or whatever and becomes a multi-billionaire. And he used to be picking rice out in the field or working 20 hours a day in a sweatshop and sleeping four hours a day in a little bunkhouse in the back. I want that for the whole world. I want people to be, to experience prosperity through their own efforts, through their own imaginations, through, through their own initiative. I want people to understand that failure sometimes is a good thing because you learn from failure. I've had several businesses before the one I have now. They've failed. The one I have now is fairly successful. Now, granted, I took it over already fairly successful. But some of the changes that I've made to this business have made it more successful. And freedom. I want people to be able to travel the world and not have to worry about I'd love to go down to Peru. I've wanted to go to Peru for a decade now. One thing that really kind of worries me about it is when I hear stories of gringos getting uh, kidnapped and held for ransom. I want to just judicial system. One that is based off of logic and not freaking uh, social justice bullcrap or elitist bullcrap where the laws apply to you, the little guy, but not to me. I want a system where a guy can start a lighting company and if he cheats that system and sells crap, he goes out of business because he's selling crap. But if he's making all the right decisions and makes a great product isn't ran out of business because of some government regulation I envision a world where it's not a one world government but it's a one world social network where we're talking to people on the other side of the planet that maybe buys your product and says, hey, you know what, I can have an idea to make this better. And they contact you and say, hey, you know, if you did this, this would be a better product. You do that and it is a better product. You sell more and you share that wealth with that person who gave you that idea. That's what I envision. What do you envision? What kind of world do you want to live in? Realistically, what kind of world do you want to live in? There's always going to be laws and rules because there's always going to be dumbasses who want things that just aren't right. The first thing that comes to mind is pedophilia. I'm sorry, but if you're the type of person who wants to have sex with a undeveloped child 
you need help. And I'm not okay with you living your life the way you want to live it. Or, here's another example. Today, as I'm driving up to northern Michigan, I'm on a road called Alba Road. And there's probably about three or four vehicles behind me, and I'm traveling in my ambulance, and I'm doing 60 to 55. Yes, I've just admitted to breaking the law. And there's some jackass on a Harley Davidson at the end of the line. And I can see him hugging the yellow line, wanting to get around. Not a problem. I don't care if you pass me, but you know what I do have a problem with? This son of a bitch started his passing, started to passing in a double yellow line. I'm sorry, fuckhead. There's no way you can convince me that you were able to see five vehicles ahead far enough to know that you were safe to pull up and start passing people. And that shit pisses me off. So, we're still going to have laws for some safety, some reasoning. But laws like, you know, having to wear a seatbelt. That's between you and your insurance agent. There's no other effect on society in that particular case. You could make the argument, well, you know, there's a single income family and the dad wasn't wearing a seatbelt. He died in the accident. They didn't have life insurance and blah, blah, blah. Now, now we as a community have to come together and, you know, help the family and that case is going to be so rare, to me it doesn't justify having to make every person wear a seatbelt all the time. And I'll be the first to say I break the law there too. If I'm at one location that I'm often at and I'm only driving five blocks away in, in the city at 25 miles an hour, I'm not putting my seatbelt on. Unless I'm in one of my customer's trucks where you have drive cams. That's a whole nother story. I'm not gonna do it. That seatbelt is not gonna do a damn thing for me if I'm in a car accident at 25 miles an hour, other than give me a bruise. So that's enough of the rant. A um, couple, lots of things to think about. Remember, try to search the Michigan Constitution for a language stating that you cannot be compelled or punished to join or not join any sort of medical health system. Remember, and, and it, you know, when I heard this, heard, okay, let me back up a second. Let me tell you the story about how this article in this constitution was found. Tori says, was scrolling through her Ohio constitution while texting on her phone, while having a conversation in a group of people, and lighting a cigarette. And she's just kind of scanning it. She's not really looking it over real heavily. And then all of a sudden, the words that she needed to see, compel, healthcare system, punish. And I'm telling you what, and it brought tears to my eyes when I saw it, when I heard it, when she read it the way she read it. I have zero doubt God touched her on the head and said, 
Thursday evening, Friday morning. Woke up at 5.30 with my mind on all the school board shit. And then uh, got a service call at 7 o'clock. Well, God kept my mind busy because I was, I had a full day yesterday. Did not skip a beat. Pretty much got everything done that I needed to get done. But, uh, yeah, I hit the bed probably 10 o'clock last night and I was out quickly. So, pray. He's listening. He may not give you an answer that you expect or understand, but he is listening. I promise you. And the more we pray together for the same thing, for a better, kinder, more peaceful world, the sooner we'll all experience.